Lunatic Mania! Quick Rant, episode 67, Rudolph the Exploited Reindeer. We have reached that time of year again. It's Christmas special time. Most recently, it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the timeless children's classic that has touched the hearts of generations. A quick glance through Twitter reveals an overwhelming amount of people reminiscing fondly over memories of watching the tale of Rudolph with a loved one or passing down the touching tale to the next generation of how our differences make us unique, special, and wonderful. Well, at least that's what I thought the message of Rudolph was. I had always believed that the writer was trying to tell a story in a generation where whites-only drinking fountains were not only still a thing, but almost no one saw anything wrong with them, that ostracizing a person because they were different was ignorant fuckery. I always saw a story that showed the hurt and dehumanization that ridiculing someone over their differences causes. I saw a story that said, just because someone has an imperfection, they remain human, or reindeer, or elf, with emotions, wants, desires, and fears. The story of Rudolph, to me, was a wonderful way to teach young children, who at their most impressionable, that inclusion is good. That all people have equal value, regardless of their different appearances, beliefs, or culture. But I'm a fucking moron, because enter the militant progressive left, and they're ready to shit on all of it. You see, I have been informed by the militant join-us-or-die progressive leftist Twitter that if you like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you are an asshole that is supporting the rise of future robot Hitler, you Nazi fascist scum. Rudolph isn't a story about any of these things, people. It is a tale of oppression. I have been woken. It is a tale of the powerful, elite, moneyed class, born to all of their advantages, taking advantage of poor Rudolph. The plucky, red-nosed youngster only has any value and is only accepted as a member of the North Pole Society when Santa, fucking Santa of all people, realizes that he can exploit Rudolph's red nose to save Christmas. Before Santa needs Rudolph, though, he's just a misfit, an outcast, someone to be shunned, someone of no value, no self-respecting reindeer elf or weird old man traveling around the world in a TARDIS disguised as a sled, breaking into everyone's home to leave them presents, would associate with a freak red-nosed reindeer. Unless, of course, freak red-nosed reindeer had something of value to offer that Santa absolutely had to have. That, kids, is what today's progressive left says the meaning of Rudolph is. Oh, it's also sexist because there's that line about this being man's work. Forget that this was written in 1939 and 1964, but we're going to talk about that later. It doesn't mean it's okay. We're just going to talk about it later. See, the message is your diversity only has value when someone can gain by exploiting that diversity. And as much as I want to kick and scream and rant that this interpretation of Rudolph is invalid, I can't. Seen through the lens of modernity, with today's cultural context, Rudolph wouldn't come to be accepted into reindeer and elf and North Pole society because his red nose is the only thing that saves Christmas. Rewritten or rebooted for today, Rudolph would come to be accepted long before Christmas because of who he is. 
Santa, the elves, his father, the girl reindeer Rudolph likes, the father of the girl reindeer Rudolph likes, would come to like, love, respect, and accept him because of who he is. They would recognize his good nature and his value as a reindeer, or as a stand-in for a human because that's what this is, and see that just because he has a red nose isn't a reason to shun him. They would then say, hey, Maybe we should take this approach with all the toys on the Island of Misfit toys and realize that some child could love those toys too. Maybe the elves would also let the one dude be a dentist instead of forcing him to make toys because he just wants to be a dentist. He doesn't want to make toys. Then, long, long, long after they had accepted Rudolph, and only after, could Rudolph save Christmas by use of his unique difference. Only then. That would be today's version of Rudolph, and it would be consistent with the values of today's progressive left. And that's how this would be written, and that's how it would be seen as an acceptable message to children. You wouldn't have the line that there's man's work, and you wouldn't have Rudolph accepted into society only after he had proven that his diversity was of value. He would just be accepted because his diversity is of value because it is of value. And that's great. And that's the message that we want in today's society. It wasn't where society in 1964 was. And this is the problem. Militant progressive leftists. This story was originally written in 1939 and adapted into the special that you see in 1964. 1939 was a world that none of us today can actually understand. It saw an America that was deep in the throes of the Great Depression, with families trying to make a thin cabbage soup feed seven people for three days when it really couldn't feed three people for one day. It was a time when large portions of America lacked electricity or indoor running plumbing. People had outhouses. You went and took a shit in an outhouse. That's where the toilet was in large portions of America. They didn't have time to wonder about what would be emotionally fulfilling. Segregation was still the law. This was a radically different America. People were going off to fight and die in World War II. People didn't worry about, as I said, what career could fill them emotionally. They worried about if they could find a fucking day's work to keep their family fed long enough to not starve. This was a society that was still backward enough to think that segregation was natural. This was a society that was about to fight World War II. And in 1964, America was in an ideological cold war with the Soviet Union. Nationalism was the word of the day. If you weren't patriotic enough, the FBI might really investigate you and your family and arrest you for being a commie bastard. That was a thing, millennials. That was an actual thing. You could be arrested for having the wrong political beliefs. The Constitution be damned. So this story of how your differences have value, how diversity is a good thing, and it strengthens and does not weaken a society, had to be told differently than we would tell it today. Stories have to be told with the audience in consideration. Stories that seek to change public thought have to be told with the perception of the audience and the society that you're telling the story to in mind. There are two ways to bring about social change. You can use a lever to get people to move of their own accord, or you can use a sledgehammer to hit them in the face until they surrender and accept your views. You can argue which is the better tool, all that you wish. I won't debate it with you because I know that most of today's Progressive left believes that the sledgehammer is the tool of choice. You want to scream down everyone who doesn't agree with you as a fascist supporter of future Hitler. Let's find out how that works. Because ultimately, you can't come up and just scream at people that they're wrong and evil and Nazis and expect that they're going to want to have a discourse with you and believe that you're so enlightened that they need to adapt your beliefs. 
the liberals of the baby boomer era, and the greatest generation used levers. Rudolph is a lever. And you know what? There's problems with levers. They take a lot of time. And in the time it's taking a lever to work, people are suffering, people are oppressed, and terrible things are going on, and lives are being ruined. So I get the temptation to use a sledgehammer. And maybe we need a third option that's somewhere in the middle between a lever and a sledgehammer. A sledge lever? I don't know what it is. You tell me. Neither one is perfect. I make no excuses for the society of post-World War II America. There are problematic messages in Rudolph when viewed from the perspective of today's society. The fact that it was a different time doesn't justify segregation, homophobia, racism, or sexism. It wasn't okay to beat your wife because the time said it was. These are obvious things. No one is saying that it is okay and it's excusable because that's how it was in that day. But the point is that the popular entertainment of those times will reflect the moral attitudes of those times. And the progressives of those bygone eras had to choose between a lever or a sledgehammer as the tool to employ in trying to move society towards where it needed to be. The fact that they chose a lever doesn't make them evil, it doesn't make them wrong, and it doesn't make them tools of an oppressive patriarchy. The intent of the Rudolph story wasn't to send a message that diversity has value only when it has exploitable value. Hell, the intent probably wasn't even to send the message that I said earlier and have spent much of this rant talking about. The true intent of Rudolph was to make lots of money for NBC, which is exactly what the mouse is doing today with its liberal agenda. Disney doesn't actually give a fuck about diversity. They simply believe that they can make shit tons of money, enough to build a fortress on the moon, and eventually take over America and make it the United States of the mouse by appearing to care. The point is that we can't expect societies that came before us to share our values. We can't go back in time and examine the bard and ask if his morality holds up to ours. Because it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. And if we judge Shakespeare and the value of his work by whether it meets our ethical standards today, then there's a flaw there, and we've lost the point of it. Ethics are fluid. Morals change. 50 years from now, kids are going to talk to their progressive liberal great-grandparents and tell them how not woke they were. Today's millennial social justice warriors are going to sit in horror as their progeny tries to explain to them how backwards they were in their thinking and how they couldn't imagine living in a barbarous time like the 2020s where everyone was backwards and immoral. Why? Why, progressive liberals who think you have all the ethics figured out? Because ethics changes. The values of the 1940s are not the values of the 1960s, and the values of the 1960s were gone by the 90s. Kids, I know you'll find this hard to believe, but we thought we were so socially inclusive in the 1990s. We thought we had it solved. We were wrong. You are too. The next generation will tell you why. The classic liberal tales that spoke to you growing up, that woke you, that made you realize it was okay to be unique and an individual, were really exploitatively racist and backwards. They will be correct when viewed from the current morality of the 2050s, 60s, or 70s. They will be wrong when examining those works from the morality of today, just as you are equally wrong for examining and judging Rudolph from the morality of today. This has been a quick rant, a raving lunatic media production. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>